recapping 2019, which is something we like to do every year on the first Sunday of the year, is the mission trip to Belize uh, for this year. If you, the next Sunday, the physical forms for applications will be here in person. If you want to go ahead and get that so you can get that filled out and you don't forget about it and you want to go on the trip, I want to encourage you to really consider and pray about, um, I don't know if you really need to, I don't know if you really need to pray about whether or not you should go and love on people and be the hands and feet of Jesus. I don't know. But pray about whether or not you should take off of work maybe for a week this summer in June, June the 6th through the 13th. We're going to be going, uh, last year we were able to go to Jamaica and do a project there and some ministry. And we're going to be in churches in that area. We're going to be doing uh, ministry with kids, going to be doing a work project. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to bless you. It'll bless you. So June the 6th through the 13th is the trip this year. Just a few details about that so you can you can prepare. Uh, the total costs right now we're estimating is probably going to be about uh, $1,750 a person. And we're going to have some some uh, strategic ways between now and then to try to help uh, to help us all get some of that money. But I would encourage you to go ahead and start setting some stuff aside, saving. I don't know if maybe uh, you're a saver, but be planning for that. And here's what that includes. Uh, it includes your stay while you're there, the trip as a whole, all the materials for the project, all of your meals while you're there, and round trip airfare. So that includes everything. The only thing you would need anything for is if you wanted extra cash to be able to buy something while you're there or uh, eating at the airport, things like that. Everything else is all included in that price. And so that'll take care of all of that for you. Uh, but wanted to make mention of that because it is uh, just about five months away. And so uh, uh, wanted to put that out there for you. It is a little bit earlier. This last year we went to the end of July, and this year it's the beginning of June, so it's a little bit sooner. Um, and I want to just let you know kind of what we're going to talk about today. Today's going to be a little bit different. Is that all right? It's going to be a little bit different. We're going to look back at 2019, and, and I want to share with you, uh, because of your generosity and because of your serving and because of all of these things that, that you do that make uh, this church possible, some things that this church was able to do through you. And how many of you know that one person can, can do something, but when you get collectively people together believing in something uh, to accomplish a, a, a purpose that, that God can do uh, exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask, think, or imagine, right? If we allow him to work that through us. And so we're going to talk about... Uh, we're going to talk about giving. We're going to talk about uh, what we're able to do missions-wise, benevolence-wise, outreach-wise, ministry-wise. Uh, on your way out today, if, if you want one on the way out at Impact Central, there is a uh, for 2019, there's a financial statement out there that kind of breaks down uh, the different areas where, um, where we were able to, to allocate funds to be able to do different things and reach people for Jesus. We're going to talk about salvations, people serving, all of those good things, and so... Uh, and then we're going to talk about, I, I, I'm always excited about this every year, what God's going to speak, but we're going to talk about our word for the year for 2020 as a church. And I want to encourage you, be believing God. If maybe you already do. Uh, may, this is something that we've done since the church began. And so some of you that have been around, you know, like as the year's coming up, you're already praying and you're, you know, what is going to be my word for the year? What is it that's God speaking to me, to my family, and all of that? We're going to talk about that. We're going to give you some information about 21 days of prayer and fasting, Give Big Sunday. Uh, and then how we're going to end the fast. And so we're going to try to do all that in the next uh, maybe 26 minutes, if possible. So <laughs> we're going to try to hurry really, really, really quick. Uh, before we get into all that, though, over the, the latter part of 2019, uh, I felt like God was kind of downloading some things 
uh, vision wise for our church and um, and I want to just kind of share briefly what I feel like he's been saying regarding uh, who we are, what what he's calling us to do as we head into 2020 and as we go beyond. And it was really three words. I kept, you know, praying about it. I like things that rhyme and I like, you know, all this other stuff. And sometimes I had to get out of my own way and let God just say whatever he wants to say and stop trying to box it in. Uh, but I felt like when I just kind of let it go and just said, okay, God, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to say, whatever, whatever, whatever the vision is, then, then you just, then I'll just say that. Then, uh, then God made it rhyme. <laughs> Come on, somebody. And so when God makes it rhyme, it's a whole lot better. And so it's really these three words is to know, grow, and go. And I think what God's calling us to do and what God's calling you to do is to know, grow, and go. And I just want to give you just brief, brief statements, and uh, we'll kind of dive into this more as we go, as we go throughout this uh, opening series that we're going to do this year. Um, but he's, he's called us to, to create environments where people can know God, maybe it's for the first time, and then continue to know him better, to get to know God, that, that we would grow in our knowledge of God, and, and growing, providing opportunities for people to grow in their faith and relationship. I'm going to uh, touch on this a little bit more with Jesus, and to be a follower of Jesus, and one thing that, that we have, uh, the decision has been made to do is is we're going to change the name of what we have called I groups for since the beginning of the church. Uh, we're going to call those grow groups, and they're going to be more intentional, more strategic, and we're going to talk more about that. And it's going to be, I'm just telling you, I'm excited about what God is doing in our church. I'm excited about where God has taken us. And so it's no grow. And then here's the third one. Come on, everybody say this with me. Say go. We got to know God personally. Continue to know him better. We've got to grow in our faith. Come on, anybody. We got to, we've got to grow in our faith. We've got to mature as believers, and we're going to talk about this a little bit. And then we've got to go. We've got to send people out to make an impact in their world by using their, the, the knowledge and the growth that they've experienced personally to share their faith and disciple people. And uh, just some different ways that we already have strategically for that is our serve team, outreach that we do that we're going to talk about a little bit, mission trips, uh, we've already mentioned that, what's coming up for this year, and then serve days that we do every single month out in the community. And I believe that God's going to provide even more opportunities for us to be able to go and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Come on, can I get a better amen right there, somebody? And so here are some ways, just looking back at 2019, uh, some ways that, that, that God... Uh, that God was able to do that through our church, through your generosity, through your serving. And um, the, first, the first number I want to show you, this is, this is the total amount that, that you guys and everybody that has given financially. This is not, this is not like we, we you know, gave an item. This is like money. This is like tangible money that you gave to be able to do ministry in this church and for God to use this church. This was our 2019 total. Can we throw that up on the screen? Was $319,309.61. Come on, how many of you know that God is good and God is faithful? 309000 is cool, and you'll be able to see it on that statement, but uh, this past year, uh, the church was able to be operated in all the ministry on about 68% of that. So because of, because of you being so generous, uh, there was a lot that was able to happen on about 68% of what you gave. Uh, it's, that's pretty cool. I don't know if you think that's pretty cool, but that's pretty cool. Uh, and so you guys, once you know you're generous, and, and, and man, we just can't thank you enough for serving and for giving and for being faithful 
and God is doing incredible things. Uh, the next thing I want to talk to you about is missions giving. This is, uh, if you've been a part of our church for a little while, these are, uh, this is something we do every year. We set aside a, a, a baseline uh, percentage, which is 10% of everything that's going to come in that we're going to give away uh, in, in this area of missions. And I want to throw the total up that we were able to give away first, and then I'll kind of break down some of these areas where we were able to give. We, gave, we were able to give away $45,500 in different areas. Uh, and just some of these, just to, to name them off for you. Um, one, one church that was a huge blessing to us this year was Canaan Land Church of God. And they opened up their facility. They allowed us to have childcare there. They allowed us to do groups there. They allowed us to do a lot of stuff there. And so one of the things when we met together as elders, we were talking about, hey, where is God leading us to, to, to allocate this, these funds that we want to be able to give away and just be a blessing in our community and beyond? Uh, one of the things that we felt like we were going to do is just be a blessing to them. So we were able to, at the end of the year, we were able to give them just $1,000 just to be able to say, hey, thank you so much for being a blessing to us and doing that, and so that was one. Many of you remember back in the spring, um, I, I'm probably going to murder his name, but Erez Soref, I cannot remember that, but we were able to give $1,000 to that ministry, one for Israel, and so we had that. Uh, another one, and we're going to show you a video on this one, because of your generosity, we were able to give about $3,000 to build a home in this, uh, this, this village, and you're going to see it in just a moment, this village in Africa where these people were, were, were literally living, I mean, they're just living, uh, I mean, you can't even imagine what it's like. And so uh, we were able, because of your generosity, to give uh, about $3,000 to help build this home, the first home that was being built in this village, and there's going to be many more from this point forward, but because of you, we had the opportunity to do this, so check out this video really quick. Hey there, Impact Church. This is Doug Reed from Partnership International, and I am standing here in Burundi, East Africa. I'm actually in a little village called the Kabezi Village, and it sits right outside of the big city of Bujumbura, and this is one of the poorest environments in all of the world. This is actually a place that God put on our heart through a partnership with some of our other churches, and I'm just excited to bring your church here because you gave over $3,000 towards a project and also paid for some of the expense of us coming and doing the ministry this week. This week we have done pastors conferences and benevolence ministry and all types of compassion based ministries and uh, shared the gospel with this very needy village. But what your church did was you built a rescue home for a family that was literally living in the dirt and it, you're going to change their lives. It'll be a two bedroom home, furniture, outhouse, all of that provided because of the generosity of your church. We hope to build thousands of homes in this village, and I just can't thank you enough for your partnership. And so as you watch some of this footage, please know that you're a part of the dream already, but let's be a bigger part. Thanks again, Impact Church. God bless you guys.
it's not the first time I've seen that video, but I tear up every time. <laughs> um, we may not be able to go in the physical, but we can make an impact. Because I don't know if you know this, but we're blessed. And you may not you may not feel like you're blessed, but you're blessed. And I'm blessed. <laughs> and it's just one of the ways that we can we can go without actually going. <laughs> is to give in that way. Oh, y'all done made me cry. Um, a few other areas that we were able to give to an organization called Children's Relief International that is going into different parts of the world and uh, focusing on kids' health and training and schooling and and parents and, and all of these different things. We were able to to uh, allocate $3,600 to be able to go to that over this next year. Um, the New Hope Center, and when I was able to... <laughs> When I delivered this, it it blessed me because they were so blessed. Uh, They were so blessed by our church's generosity. Uh, We were able to give them $4,100 to further the ministry of of people transitioning and needing a place to stay, needing a place to live. Um, Another one, Paris Transitional Housing. Um, Taking people that are coming out of prison and helping them get back on their feet. And we were able to give $4,800 to that ministry to be able to to help in that way with expenses and everything that they need to operate. Uh, $5,000 we were able to set aside for a mission scholarship program uh, to be able to help people maybe that want to be able to go but can't fully afford to go. Uh, we were able to do that. Um, the downtown food pantry where we serve periodically and, and stock shelves, and, and, and I know some of you go there and serve even during, during the week, able to give them $5,000, and then he broke it down for me what that's able to do through our generosity as a church giving to them. That'll provide over 20,000 meals in 2020 to people, and he i don't have the exact figure but he basically said with all the people that that are coming there that that come on a regular basis or periodically we would be able as a church we are providing uh 5 meals for every family that that uh that gets help there throughout this next year is kind of how that broke down and so because of your giving because of your generosity and your heart to see God do things not just here but but in our community and all over the world we were able to do that. Um, another thing that's pretty cool is we planted this church through ARC, and ARC is an organization that uh, they help they help with training, they help with assessments, they help with all these things to be able to plant life-giving churches all across our country, and now they're going into other countries and doing the same thing so that people have a place where they can experience life. They can experience, you know, the presence of God and Jesus and and so uh, over this last year, $18,000 uh, went to planting other churches that are going to reach people in other communities across our city, or not across our city, but across our nation. And uh, they emailed me and said that with over the last three years with what we've given to church planting, we have officially been able to fund, uh, and maybe you know this, maybe you don't know this, but it, but we were able to fund 
an entire church plant for them to be able to get all their equipment, get all their stuff, build their teams, do all of this stuff over what we've given to them. And so uh, that was pretty cool. And I was excited when I got the email that said, you know, thank you so much. And and this is what you're able to do. And you've officially hit this threshold where you were able to to do this. And so that was cool. And then I mentioned it earlier, uh, the trip that we were able to go and actually be the hands and feet. There were about 10 of us that were able to go and actually be the hands and feet in Jamaica uh, in one of the in a very poor area of Jamaica. Let me just tell you what you see on TV about Jamaica is not Jamaica. Uh, that's like that's that's where uh, we pay all the money to go stay. But that is not where the help is needed. And so we were able to go in and renovate a church for for this community in Jamaica and uh, about 10 of us went and did that, and it was an incredible experience. And we're looking forward to being able to do uh, some more things like that in the future and in June, like we talked about earlier. And jumping into just people in our community and benevolence and that type of thing. Uh, of course, we had the Thanksgiving baskets that, that you guys so generously uh, provided items and different things for us to be able to give those away. And then just people in our community that just needed tangible, just just tangible help. You know, they were just reaching out, hey, we need some tangible help. We were able to help uh, multiple people. Uh, and the total for that was a little over, it was $3,579.63 to just help people <laughs> tangibly in the community. And then outreach, which uh, we love doing outreach. Our serve days, once a month serve days, generally they're on the first Saturday of each month in different ways. We served over 3,000 lunches to people uh, throughout the year. Our um, spirit of giving, there was almost $3,000 that was given. We were able to give away 200 baskets of cleaning supplies and hygiene items and things like that. And uh, he's not here, but Brian Yostin, they were Coca-Cola donated all of these drinks. We were able to give away like 250 cases of drinks to people on that day so that they would have that over 500 barbecue sandwiches just right there on the spot, you know, for somebody that might be hungry all on that day. Uh, and then another one, and I want to show you a couple of videos here really quick, but our citywide serve day, if you're new to our church over the last six months, you may not be familiar with this, but every July, there's a Saturday where we get together as just a church, everybody that can, and we serve our community. And we had eight teams of people that went out over this, it was on July, uh, I think it was the 13th, 14th, something like that. And we went out all over our city and did different projects. And so we have a video. Some of you may have seen this, but for those of you that have not or need a refresher, we wanted to show this video again, just what we were able to do on that day to bless people in our city. So check this out.
Yeah. <laughs> 87 people on that day showed up to just serve our community <laughs> and serve all over the city. And so we're grateful for that. Uh, another thing that we were able to do was the community give back event. And there were over, man, it was hard to get a good count on that day, but we know it was over 500 people that were there. And I believe it was over 300 backpacks we were able to give away to students before they went back to school. Uh, we had free haircuts, toothbrushes, face painting, hot dogs, snow cones, all of that stuff. And so there were a lot of you that served at that event, and that was another thing we were able to do. And before I go into this this next part, we were able, just, just in those areas, just outreach and missions and all those things, we were able to basically give away over $60,000 in our community and in different parts of the world to do different things. And so it's a really cool thing, really cool thing. And that doesn't include all of the people that just donated stuff. Come on, somebody. You just brought a, you just brought a drill. You just, you just bought a turkey. You just, <laughs> all that stuff just out of the goodness of your heart. And, uh, and some other things, just ministry opportunities that we're able to do just here locally and in our church, uh, celebrating those who serve, uh, providing childcare and facilities for for groups, uh, for people to grow in their faith, um, the curriculum and supplies and activities and everything that goes into making sure that uh, that we have everything we need to to teach and worship with your kids. Come on, somebody! Does anybody in here believe that kids are important? Being able to being able to for them to have their own worship experience, them to be taught the Bible, how it applies to their life. And opportunity to do that is, you can't put a, you just, it's, it's, it's amazing that we're able to do that. Students and opportunities for growth and fun, uh, some different things, Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversary, Christmas, Easter, reaching people, uh, providing ways to celebrate moms and dads and all that God has done and ways to celebrate, uh, really an Eastern Christmas to celebrate Jesus, right? I mean, to celebrate that, that he was, that he came to earth and was born here and that he, died on the cross for us and all those things. Uh, some other things in 2019 we saw uh, that we know of, people that, that marked it on their card or raised a hand in a service or whatever. There were 47 people that we know of that received Jesus for the first time in 2019. So that's a pretty, that's a pretty important number. Uh, people serving in our church uh, by the end of the year, I, it was at 116 people serving in our church, and so that's pretty incredible. Give yourselves a hand. Come on, somebody. And then uh, just just uh, another tangible number before we get into uh, our word for the year was uh, just the average amount of people showing up here on the weekend throughout the year uh, was 255 people um, that are that are coming here on the weekend on the average, and so... That's cool, and we're just looking forward to all that God's going to do in 2020. And I want to jump right in because if I'm going to keep to my word, i got about five minutes to get through <laughs> this portion here. But uh, I want to share with you what, what uh, the word that, we have, that we've chosen for this year for our church and where we feel like God is taking us. And that word is, is we've had a word every year, it's taking ground, overflow, uh, greater than, you know, greater that God is greater than, just what, what, what is it that God is speaking as we go into a new year, new season, or whatever, and so the word for this year is this right here, drum roll please, progress, come on, anybody need some progress in your life, 
anybody believing that God is going to, come on, I, I, I think this is the year of progress. This is the year of moving forward. And oh, next week, we're going to begin a series called Progress, and I feel like the Lord has already downloaded about six messages to me in this series, so I don't know how long we're going to be in this series, y'all, but uh, we're going to talk about progress for a little while and how it applies to our lives in different areas of our lives where we need to make some progress, and you're going to be challenged, and you're going to be encouraged, and, and uh, it's going to be a great, great season for our church as we go through this series. But I want to read three verses to you. This is in Proverbs 4 verses 10 through 12, says, My son, if you will take the time to stop and listen to me and embrace what I say, you will live a long and happy life full of understanding in every way. I have taken you by the hand in wisdom's ways, pointing you to the path of integrity, and check this out, and your progress will have no limits when you come along with me, and you will never stumble as you walk along the way. Progress, whenever we lean into God in 2020, as we walk with God as a church, we're going to make progress. And the word says that our progress will have no limit to it whenever we are leaning into God. In 2020, I believe that you and your family, as you walk with God, you're going to make progress. You're going to make progress in your relationship with God. You're going to make progress in your marriage. You're going to make progress in your personal life. And we're going to talk about some of these things as we go through this series. And I wanted to read this scripture. We're not going to have it on the screen, but it's Romans chapter 12, verse 2. But I want to read it from the Amplified Version, because many of us are familiar with this verse. We have read this verse Uh, And I think it's something that, that God is speaking to us. This is what it says in the Amplified Bible. It says, And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. It's progress. Progress. God knows that we'll never be perfect while we're on this earth. But he desires for you and I to make progress. I'm going to say that again. God knows that you're never going to be perfect while we live on this earth. Anybody messed up in the last week? (laughs) But what God desires for your life, listen to me, is for you to make progress. Are you stuck? Are you sitting still? Come on, I believe that you're either moving forward or you're going backward. There is no staying at this place. How many of you ever been somewhere and it's like, well, I thought I was here, but I looked three months down the road and because I didn't make any progress and I didn't move forward into what God had for me, I find myself about 15 steps back rather than staying in the same spot. God desires for you to make progress. Listen to me. When you gave your life to Jesus, that was not the end. God desires for you to make progress. God desires for you to grow. God desires for you to mature. God desires more for your life than for you to just receive him and then do nothing. He wants you to receive him and know who he is, but then he wants you to grow. Come on, somebody. And then he wants you to go. Grow and go. It's what we're called to do. One of the ways I want to share this with you, one of the ways that that as a church, I believe we're making progress in 2020, 
is uh, with a permanent facility. Come on, somebody. And I want to I want to take just a moment, and then I'll <laughs> – some of you are smiling real big. I don't know why you're smiling real big. Uh, so many of you know, if you don't, it's because you're probably new to the church, that uh, we were able to purchase some property downtown – and that that property, there has been some clean out and renovation and all of that that was hired out and, and people that came in and did all that. But the timeline and the process and the finances and everything that it's going to take to be able to get that done, uh, we began praying and talking as elders, what should we do because uh, we, we didn't feel like we were supposed to stay in this season for that extended period of time. And so uh, we were we were looking at this and went and checked this out and checked that out or whatever. And uh, the building that that we're moving forward on is uh, many of you will know what it is. It's the old ABC Auto Parts building that's on Lamar, and it's about seventy five. It's roughly seventy five hundred square feet. Uh, we will we will own it. We'll be able to go in there. And let me tell you some of the things because sometimes I forget. Uh, what what having a permanent facility will bring and what moving into that space will bring. Um, it'll seat, uh, we're estimating with stepping it off, it's going to seat between 200 and 225 people. Uh, it's going to provide separate classrooms for kids, which if you've been over in kids, you know that it's one big room and we do our best and we have pipe and drape and all these things and we're trying to create spaces, but it's going to provide like actual rooms for the kids for different age groups. Uh, it's going to provide a location for childcare. It's going to provide office space for the church. Uh, the The surrounding parking that we're going to be able to access is going to provide, uh, I believe it was 10 to 15 additional parking spaces than what we even have here. And so that's that's a pretty cool thing. Um, and where we're at right now with that is we have signed a contract on that. So we're under contract on that building. Uh, the the bids and things have been coming in. The so we're getting all of that to the bank, and hopefully we don't have a time frame as to how long that's going to take. A lot of that will depend on how long it takes to close and all of those things. But we wanted to let you know that that is the direction that we're moving in and and uh, really believe that God is going to use that facility while we're there, while we're in that and able to call that our permanent location, our permanent facility, that God is going to use that to do I think he's going to blow our minds. I really do. I think he's going to blow our minds, and this will this will provide so many opportunities for our church and ministry. And and uh, one thing that I do want to to make mention of, oh, and 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 hopefully in the near future, we don't know exactly when we'll be able to get it, um, but hopefully in the near future we'll have the the plans and like a 3D rendering that we'll be able to show you kind of what it'll. Uh, I think that'd be pretty cool to be able to show you like walking through what it would look like and and different things like that. So that's exciting. And so hopefully uh, sooner rather than later, we'll be able to have that in our hands. And here's here's what we're asking of of you guys as a church body, of us as a whole, as we we prepare uh, really this year to end one season and and walk into a next season is uh, this is something that 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 somebody mentioned to me a long time ago. And it's kind of stuck with me. It's the way that we leave one season determines how we enter the next season. And so we want to leave one season strong so that we can enter into the next season strong. Are you, are you with me? And let me tell you how you can do that. You're going to love that. I'm just so excited. You're just going to love this. You're going to be, you are, you're going to love it. Don't look at me like that. Here's how I think that, that God wants us to leave this season strong so that we can enter into the next season strong. We have what we call set up and tear down teams. Come on, somebody, can I get an amen? 
And here's what we're asking. There are, there are people that are on those teams. There are three different teams that rotate, and so it's once every three weeks that you would do this. But if you didn't know, none of this is in here when we, when, when we show up on a Sunday morning. Nothing. This is an empty room. That over there is an empty room. It all has to be set up while we're portable in this season of our church. And so what we're asking is for if you're not on a set up and tear down team, will you get on one? For this last part, this, 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 as we end this season, we want to end it strong. And I feel like the way that we can end it strong is for everybody to jump in and participate and do our part with setting up and tearing down. And then when we move into the next season of our church, it will be this, it, we've left one season strong, we'll be entering into another season strong, and we'll be able to focus on some different areas and things like that because we won't have to set up and tear down. But, but what I'm asking you is, is will you join, if you're not on a set up and tear down team right now, will you, will you get on one? Will you get on one? And let me tell you how you can do that. Very simple. We made it so easy for you to get on a set up and tear down. I mean, it is the easiest thing that you can get on at our church. There is a connect card somewhere next to you in your seat. You're probably sitting on it or you folded it up and you put it in your purse or you moved it to the seat next to you because you didn't want to sit on it. Write your name and your information on the front of that if you're not on a setup team. And on the back of it, there's a little box that says prayer request or you can write it wherever you want to, but that's probably the most visible part. Just write on there, setup and teardown team. Just write setup, write teardown, write I want to help, write something. <laughs> Leaving strong. I don't, I don't know, I don't care how you write it. And what we'll do is we'll connect you on a team so that you can rotate. It's not going to be every week for you. Uh, it'd be once every three weeks. But we want to leave this season strong and enter another season strong. And so that's one way that we can do that. And so I want to encourage you to do that today. Before you leave, just drop that in the, in the, uh, the giving boxes, one of the giving boxes on your way out today. And those will be collected and we'll be able to, to, uh, to put people where they need to be and those type of things. Um, Another way that we're making progress this year is through something that we've done every January since the church began. And in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus mentions three things in a portion of it. And he mentions them not as an option. He mentions them as an assumption that we will do them. And this is what he says. He says, when you pray, and he tells us, when you fast, and he tells us, and when you give. He doesn't say, if you decide to pray, this is how I would prefer you pray. If you decide to fast, this is how I prefer you fast. If you decide to give, no, he says, he, he's, he's preaching this sermon to all of these people, and he says, oh, and by the way, when you pray, do this. When you fast, do this. When you give, do it in this way. And so uh, that leads into the next couple of things that I want to talk to you about, and then we're going to get you out of here is 21 days of prayer and fasting, and I want to draw your attention. There should have been a card in your seat when you came in. That On one side it says 21 days prayer and fasting, and on the back it breaks down. Just something that you can have and take with you to remind yourself as we go over the next 21 days. Uh, this is going to begin tomorrow, and so uh, the way that we've always done it is when the, the clock strikes midnight tonight, uh, we're on 21 days of prayer and fasting, and it's going to continue through Sunday, January the 26th. Uh, I want to give you, they were on social media, we had them posted on social media, but there are two books that I would highly, 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 highly recommend that you get. One of them is Draw the Circle by Mark Batterson. It is a 40-day prayer devotional, and I know we're only fasting for 21 days, but you can just keep on going for the other 19, or you can double up every day while we're on the fast. It is that good. It will encourage you in your prayer life and believing that God can do amazing, amazing things 
when you set aside time to seek him and pray and fast. And so I encourage you to get that. We're going to be doing that uh, collectively. Every person that gets that, I, I, I want you to get that. Because as a church, every day we're going to be reading that together. And, and, and I believe that God's going to stir our faith. God's going to do something that, that only he can do. The other one is Fasting by Jensen Franklin. Uh, it's a great resource that I would encourage you to get to better understand the importance of fasting, why we fast, those type of things. And so neither one of them, you know, like I said, it's a 40-day devotional that we're going to be doing together. And the other one is not a big book at all. It's not very thick at all, but it will explain. If you're curious and you're like, why are we fasting? What is this all about? That would be a great resource for you to start with and to read as we go through this process that would encourage you and, and help you stay on track as we go through that. And on the back of your card, you'll see it's broken into three weeks. And the way that we kind of do this is we build off of it. And you don't have to do it this way. You could, you could take each week separate. But in the past, we've built off of it every week. And we've just added the next week but kept the first week and just kind of moved on that way. So the first week, starting tomorrow, our fasting focus is going to be sugar and caffeine. And some of you are like, oh, <laughs> sugar and caffeine. Uh, you'll, you will live and not die. Um, you may not think so, <laughs> but you will. But I would encourage you to do this because you don't you don't realize how much probably how much sugar and caffeine you're relying on in your day. And here's here's the point of fasting. It's to give up something that is important to you or that your flesh wants so badly and replacing it and saying, you know what, instead of that, I'm gonna pray. And I'm gonna read the word and I'm gonna draw closer to God during this time and I'm gonna say no to me. Some of us need to learn how to say no to ourselves. I'm going to say that one more time. Some of us need to learn how to say no to ourselves. And for 21 days, what we're encouraging every person to do is to say no to you in these areas and say yes to God. And watch what God does in your life. And then uh, each week also has a prayer focus. So the first week we're going to focus on praying for our families and what God is doing there. The second week... Uh, we're going to add some kind of food fast. It could, could be a, a complete food fast for seven days. You're not going to eat. You're just going to drink water. It could be Daniel fast. It could be, uh, you know, sun up to sundown. You know, you're you're not going to, you're not going to, you know, eat as long as the sun's up. There are different options. You can look those up online, or you can you can ask, and we'd be happy to point you in those directions. And then week three, uh, our fasting focus is technology, and we're going to be praying uh, for our church. And I want to encourage everybody to participate. Everybody to participate. And I just jotted down three instances in the Bible. Um, many of us know that Jesus fasted. Before he ever started his ministry, he fasted for 40 days. How many of you know that if Jesus is going to fast and draw closer to the Father, it might be important for us to do the same? And then uh, the last thing that I want to mention to you is Give Big Sunday, which is on Sunday, January the 26th. And we'll talk about this over the next couple weeks as well. But it's where we're going to bring our best financial gift to the Lord. And what I want, all I want to say about this is I want you to begin praying what it is that God would have you to give. And here's the reason we want you to pray. It's 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 8. Here's my point. A stingy sower will reap a meager harvest, but the one who sows from a generous spirit will reap an abundant harvest. Let giving flow from your heart, not from a sense of religious duty. Let it spring up freely from the joy of giving, all because God loves hilarious, I love this translation, hilarious generosity. I believe God's looking for some hilarious generosity. Just some people that will say, you know what, God, I'm going to put you first in every area of my life. Yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you will have more than enough of everything, every moment, and in every way. He will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do. And then the last thing I'm going to mention, then we're going to let you go. 
The last thing I want to talk to you about is we're going to end the fast a little bit different this way, this year. Um, instead of instead of just ending on that Sunday morning and and woo, good job, you know, we did it. We're gonna we're gonna come back together on Sunday evening. And we're going to have about a one-hour night of praise and worship and celebration together as a church to end the fast. And I believe, I don't even think you can comprehend what God's going to do when we have put, when we have put him first for 21 days. And we have, fat, we have said no to ourselves and yes to God. And we're coming together. And we're going to celebrate together. And we're going to end this thing together. And we're going to worship together. And, and we're going to praise him together. I don't think there's any better way that we could do that. And so that night, we're going to come back together at 6 o'clock. And we're going to worship God as we end the fast together. Everybody got it? Everybody good? All right. I want to pray for you, and I believe that this year, 2020, as we know, grow, and go, we're making progress. We're making progress. You may not see it. We sang it earlier. You may not see it, and you may not feel it, but you just believe it. Every day you get up and believe, this is the year of progress. This is the year of progress. This is the year of progress. I'm making progress. Amen? So God, today we thank you for the opportunity to just celebrate all that you've done in us and through us, the opportunity to look ahead at what's, what's in the future and what you're speaking to us and what you would have us to do, Lord, and even the opportunity over these next 21 days to pray and fast and say no to us and yes to you in a radical way. God, we believe that, that you're going to do what only you can do and that we can't even comprehend what you're going to do through this time together as a church. We thank you for it. We give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said...